The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishnewais.substack.com and signing up today. All right, so let's start with reviewing what we did last time. So we were dealing with a question. Oh, actually, I should share the screen. Hold on. Question was, Zacharin Lachaim, and I think uh, I'm not the only one who assumed that the Kasmein B'Sefer was the book of life on Rosh Hashanah, right? That there are three books open and, uh, and Tzadikim are, are written for life immediately on Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah are written for death on Rosh Hashanah and the Benonim hang in the balance. And uh, they're, depending on whether they're Zokhe, they are written for life on Yom Kippurim or not. Um, and... The Ribar Yakar said that explicitly, right? He says this is uh, uh, about Rosh Hashanah and the Sefer Chaim is, those, is that book. By the way, uh, so uh, Abigail Zucker uh, contacted me and, and questioned something from the Ribar Yakar, which is that uh, we read yesterday in the Ribar Yakar, this is a side point. He says that because there are three books, then Chaim is written three times. And her question was, well, Chaim is written four times. <laughs> and I just never, the entire weekend I was learning this, it just never went through my head. So I actually, I did have uh, an answer. I don't know if it's the best answer, but I, I think it's like at least reasonable. Is um, So we say, Zachary L'chaim, Mel Chavit B'chaim, Right, so that's four, right? So if you look in the Ribar Yakar's commentary, which is not on the source sheet here, um, uh, on the Dibra Maschil, Melech Chafetz Bachaim, he has a paragraph about how Chaim usually means life, but in this context, it means living, living people. So Melech Chafetz Bachaim, God who desires living people. Okay, so according to that, then there are three chaims that are adjectives, which are zakhrim, uh, le, well, I guess not adjectives, uh, that are um, uh, referring to like life. And then that's zakhrim l'chaim, remembers for life, king who desires living people, write us in the book of life, the God of life. Uh-huh. So there are three chaims uh, that mean life. So that's, that's the best answer I got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it just, uh, you know, sometimes you just uh, miss these obvious points and that's why we have, uh, you know, people who are sharp. Okay. So, um, so then we said that the Abu Dhirim does not hold that this is about um, the book of, um, of life for Rosh Hashanah. And the proof is that he says that the source of the phrase is, yeah, that's, that's bizarre. Yeah, okay. Is uh, where's the puzzle? Oh, right? That uh, a book of Zikaron was written before him for those who fear Hashem and those who who uh, think uh, into his name. And then I didn't make this point sufficiently clear last time. Okay, is that I, I mentioned it, I just didn't highlight it. Is Kasmein Besefer Chaim, he also quotes the same pasuk. So he's saying. Recall us. Uh, let's just reread the Abu Dhirim, the, the key parts here. Zachary Lachaim, Ashim Shalkon Nizkar Basefer. Recall us for life based on the fact that everyone is recalled in a book. And then he quotes the Pasuk in Malachi. And then Kasvim Basefer Chaim, Ashim Vaikasim Sefer Zikaran Lafan Valir Hashem Lachosh Veshemo. So, in other words, recall us based on the book of recollection and write us in the book of recollection. Is on uh, page one at the top. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. So in other words, he he's explicitly linking the like in other words, the phrase Zechariah Lachaim doesn't intrinsically have anything to do with the book. Right. If you just saw it in isolation, right? It could be the same way as that we are we're always asking God to remember stuff, you know. But he's saying specifically, remember us from the book and then write us in that book of remembrance. Okay. Now, did we do the Radak yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So the Radak um Wait, did we mention that it's backwards? Yes, oh, we mentioned that at the very end. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, so we'll have to we'll have to uh, address that again also, right? So we saw from the context of the Psukim that the this is not talking about the Yom Hadin on Rosh Hashanah, it's talking about the Yom HaMishpat at the advent of Yomos Mashiach when the righteous and the wicked will be judged. And then the Radak clarified and said, where's the Radak? Um, that uh, the key one was on puzzle uh, 16, which is, let me just get it here. Um, uh, for uh, so this is based on human allegory that kings write a sefer asikronos. We said like uh, um where they record all of the deeds and then they remember them later on in order to reward them. Uh, obviously, he says there's no forgetting for God. Everything that exists is written in a book. So the mushal here. Oh, and then he, he says also on a. Uh, the, the people who fear Hashem that he talked about, they're remembered forever or they're preserved forever. So the mushal here is everything that people do is written in a book. And then on the Yom HaMishpat, God will use that book to recall them and then reward them and punish them accordingly. Okay, so that's as far as we got yesterday. So now let's plug this back into the bracha and see if we can understand it. So recall us for life. Uh, using the book of remembrance, okay, um, King Who Desires Life, which we didn't go into the Pesukim yet, write us in that same book of life, the uh, uh, for your for the for your sake, uh, the living God. Okay, right. so the problem we mentioned yesterday is it seems backwards because the way you use the Sefer Zechronos is first the Ksiva and then there's the Zechira. Yeah. So we have to address that. And then there's a. Did we mention the other problem with with asking for kasvayim b'sefer chaim? I forgot. Oh yeah, meaning like it just automatically happens. Yeah, it automatically happens. Everything that you do is written in a book. So what's the, even the notion of a bakasha mm-hmm. for writing us for life? And not only does it automatically happen, but um, what would be the only? Well, so the writing automatically happens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what would be the only way you could get written for life? Oh, if you do good. Actions. If you do good actions, right? So the question is, what are we asking? Help us do good actions. Right. So I think that's what you have to say, right? I think what you have to say is it's almost like when we ask, there are certain things that you ask God for that are entirely out of your control. And then there are other things you ask God for that are somewhat in your control and somewhat not. Uh, and uh, and then there are other things which like you would think you would classify them as things entirely in the, within your control. Uh, and yet we still ask God for them. And the clearest example that I can think of is uh, tshuva, right? We say, Hashem uh, right? Uh, so tshuva is entirely an act of bechira within your within your hands. So what are we asking for when we ask God to return us to Him? Then circumstances that make it easier. Right, circumstances that make it easier. Right. So I think that's the only way, according to Him. Again, according to the standard interpretation, write us in the Book of Life. That is entirely God's judgment. But according to Him, write us in the Book of Life means help us to do actions which which merit a, a, a writing down for the good. 
And then when you recall us, meaning when you uh, give reward, then recall us for life, meaning that, you know, whatever uh, judgment God has, so to speak, on like weighing the actions and, and, and meeting out the reward, that should be for life also. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so then I think in order to... So the difference is that in Zacharino L'chaim is you're asking for a for what we would call a good... I don't even want to use the word judgment because he doesn't use that word. We're asking for a a good reward, mm-hmm. right? But then Kasvenu L'chaim is asking to help him to help us do actions that are, are merit us to be written for good, you know, that that, that help us to do actions that are worthy of being written in a good way. Okay. Yeah. And those are two separate things, right? Because you can do, uh, let's say for example, I mean, just use the Ramam's Mashal, even though this is uh, not the same thing here is that you can do a mitzvah, uh, which is definitely in the category of Kasvenu L'chaim, but how God weighs the zechus of that mitzvah is not something that you have any knowledge of or any control over. Right. You know, that's, and that's for the, so the Zacharina L'chaim takes that into account. Yeah. Now, I know we haven't explained the entire thing yet, but let's now go to the part that we missed yesterday, the Melech Havitz B'chaim and then Laman Chalukim Chaim, right? So let's just look at the Buddha again on the first page. Um, so we read them, but we didn't think about them. Okay, and then we'll try to put everything together. So he says, um, all of the offenses which he did will not be recalled for him in his righteousness that he uh, that he did he will live and then yeah on the on page one did I print out a different thing for you no no it's the same thing yeah yeah yeah, sorry, it's in the it's after the sent the first sentence. Uvachaim no falashon Okay. Yeah, right. Okay, and then um, and then he also mentions ulufi shekasub b'sechir b'avraham shnevar kizachar es tavar kacho es avraham avdo lefikach tiknus zechira b'magin. Okay. So put that on hold for a second. Then we got kelmel chavz b'chaim al shame. So he quotes from the same parak that Yechesko uh, that the earlier Yechesko quote was from. Uh, let's actually look at that inside because uh, um, the context uh, it doesn't give us anything new but it uh, just fleshes it out is that not the up there? oh did I put the whole thing there? I don't think oh, I put the whole thing I think I just put little parts there there you go uh, yeah I want you to see the whole parrot. Uh, so Yechezkel is on Yahoo. And it looks like it's on page. I'm not going to put this on the screen because whatever. Um, there's got to be some downsides for not coming here in person, right? <laughs> um, uh, 32. Well, no, not 32. Wait. 18. Sorry, 18. Yeah. That's 18. So that's on page uh, 12.45 in the art school. Yeah. Is that still one of the longer books in the Uh I think so. It seems kind of long, but just looking through it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeshayahu is longer. Okay. Uh, and Not so much. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I, actually, I think Yumiya is longer. So I guess of the, the those three big Naveen. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. It's not in Treyasar, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so th- this, is a, this is an interesting parak here. Uh, I'm going to just read this part in English here. The word of Hashem came to me saying, why do you relate this parable upon the land? So this is talking to Claudius. Why do you guys 
relate this parable upon the land of Israel saying, the fathers eat sour grapes, but the teeth of sons are set on edge. So that, I guess, was a parable that they said. And basically it's accusing God of injustice of saying that, um, like, let's say, let's take the muscle and then we'll do the, the muscle is like, if your dad eats sour grapes, that should make his teeth set on edge, mm-hmm. not yours. So same thing here. Why is it that we are being punished for the actions of the, uh, the sins of our fathers? Okay. And then he counters, as I live the word of Hashem, uh, of the Lord Hashem Elohim, I swear that there will no longer be anyone among you who uses this parable in Israel. Behold, all the souls are mine. Like the soul of the father, the soul of the soul of the son, they are mine. The soul that sins, it shall die. So that's like the thesis statement, is that each person is held responsible for their own actions. Then he goes through paragraph. I think the article paragraphs are actually helpful here. He goes through paragraph after paragraph, basically emphasizing this idea that if you got a wicked guy and he does wickedness, he will be punished. And if he has a son who is righteous, he won't be punished for his father's sins. And if he has a grandson that, uh, if he, he has a son that, that is wicked or righteous, he just goes through all these possibilities, just showing that like, no, each person I meet out justice to um, uh, uh, per se. Okay, then we get to our paragraph, which is 21. This is for the first instance of it. The Russia when he does chuva from all the sins, Asher saw that he did. And he keeps all of my decrees. Uh, and he does mishpat and tzedakah. He will surely live and he will not die. All of his offenses that he did will not be recalled for him. Um, in the righteousness that he did, he will live. Now, this is another nafkmina. You were saying, what's the difference between the... Uh, Zacharin Lachaim and Kasvino Lachaim, Bezeb Lachaim, right? So this is another thing is apparently you could be written in the book for Chaim or for Mavis, but you won't be recalled for it. Mm-hmm. Because that's what's happening to this guy, right? Yeah. He was written for death, but then he's not being recalled. Right. Or his, his sins are not being recalled. Uh-huh. Instead, he's being recalled for life. Is that like Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, like written, sealed? Like, um, again, I, I don't... So this the thing is like, Yechezgal... I don't know what he's talking about, okay. but certainly the way the Abu Dhiram is applying it in terms of the Malachi Mashal, then, or the, 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 the Sefer Zikaran uh, Mashal in, in Malachi, that's not specifically for Rosh Hashanah. Right, okay. right, yeah. And also, by the way, you see in the, um, he, he, the Abu Dhiram reference that this is placed in uh, Magin Abraham because that's also a theme of Zikira. That's certainly not about Rosh Hashanah. Right. right now, I know, I, I know, like that's not part of the bakasha, but like he's he's saying that this is a chira, the zahira, just like we ask God to remember Abraham and to do good for his uh, his kids. That's the way that we're asking for a good zahira here. Yeah. All right. So then it goes on. Hechafot echpot most rasha. We're still in the in Yichazgo. Hechafot echpot most rasha. Uh, do, I des- do I desire the death of the Russian Umar Hashem Elohim? Hello, Beshuva Midracha Vavchaya. Don't I just want him to do Tshuva from his ways and live? Okay, so that's the one I mentioned is the ambigu- ambiguous one here on uh, on Dibra Maskil Kel Melech Chavit Bachaim. Yeah, so I, I think whoever printed it combined the first half of Pasuk 32 and the second half of this Pasuk of, of 23. Because the one that's quoted, let me just let me just see this here. Unless there's just some pasuk I don't know about, but like I, I'm pretty sure it's a typo. To me, you have some two different pasuk. Like that, <laughs> that'd be crazy. Yeah, maybe like different hayon. Right. Uh, yeah, different. Uh, okay, so yeah, he, here's the one that they quote here. Just tell me if I'm crazy here. Kilo echpot b'mos hamais. Ki im b'shuvo midrachav v'chaya. 
So that's our pasuk that we just read does not have the word key, right? Yeah. But it did have the Bishuvo Midrachav Vachaya. Okay, and then flip to Pasuk 32 in that same parak. Kilo Echpotz Bemos Hameis Numad Hashem Elokim Vihashibu Vichyu. That's, yeah, okay. They're just mixing up two Pasuk. Okay, the sentiment is the same though. Okay, and, and, and let's just read that, that paragraph also, um, which was right after ours. Um, on uh, this is pasuk chapdalid uveshuv tzadik mitzit kaso v'asa avel when the tzadik returns from his righteousness when he when he backslides and he does iniquity uh, he does injustice kachol atuvim asher asa harasha asher asa harasha yase v'chai question mark so it, when the tzadik backslides from his righteousness and does all these abominations that the Russia did should he should he live. All of his, everything that he, all of his righteousness that he did will not be recalled because of the treachery that he betrayed me with. Uh, and because of the sin that he sinned, he will die. So, um, and if you're going to say the way of my Lord is not proper, here now, house of Israel, my, is my way not proper? Surely it is your ways that are not proper. And then he says, Okay, so you see it's very, very repetitive. And then, Okay, and he repeats the same words over and over and over again. All right, so you get the point. Okay, so what's the idea? Uh, oh, and then and then he also says, uh, it's based on Uvachar to uh, the Abu Durham says that. Mm. So what's this idea of God desiring life and he doesn't want the death of the Russia, but he wants him to do tshuva and live? It's a basic idea. Yeah, like uh, the mishvat of Hashem is not like for him. It's right. for you. So, it's right. So it's whatever is best for you. And the best thing is to do tshuva. Exactly. Right. So it's not for him. And it's also not, uh, intrinsic, uh, in the sense of like, I, I feel like there's a, 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 childish idea of justice that people have that they apply to Hashem, which is that you did something wrong. So you should get punished, like just in a vacuum, like you deserve punishment, mm-hmm. but that's like a pointless or a vindictive type of punishment. All of God's punishments are for good, and the ultimate goal of punishment is is that you should live. And what, how do you understand live in this context? Like, or whatever, living a proper life. Right? Yeah. So I, I think you could either take it literally that like God doesn't want you to die on account of your sin, like biological life, or he wants you to live, like to be alive, or living properly, or chayalom haba. Like I think it's I, I don't think I think they they don't contradict each other. That that God wants life, and we saw this also in the. Um, in the Rabag, in the Hagdama of the, of what does the Hashgacha do? It brings people from, or from uh, existences from a state of lower existence to a state of uh, perfected existence. That's what God wants, you know? So God wants you to live, okay? Uh, and that's the idea here. And that's also Bacharta Bacharim, right? Choose life, whether that's, um, you know, things that will lead you to be alive or the good life or life in Olam Haba. Okay, and then we let's do the last part of the Budiram and then we'll try to tie it all together. That's the Malachi quote. Okay, so let's look at that. Um, 
I forgot if I put this in the packet, but well, we have Tanakh. Let's just look at Tanakh. Uh, 48.11 in Yeshayahu. And I, th- I don't think we need Yeshayahu for this because I think uh, I think we're familiar with the idea, but let's yeah, just see it, it anyway. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, last door is the packet. Nice. Mm. So maybe, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, that's the context. So it says, um, hear this, O house of Jacob. Hold on, let me just go down the screen. Yeah, hear this, O house of Jacob, who are called by the name of Israel and who emerge from the fount of Judah, who swear by the name of Hashem and make mention of the God of Israel, but not in truth and not in righteousness, rather because they are called after the holy city and they rely on the God of Israel. Hashem, master of legions, is his name. Um, so I don't know exactly what's going on in the context, but um, but Beis Israel was not relating to the name of Hashem properly because not in truth and not in righteousness, but they are called after the Holy city and rely on the God of Israel. So their base Israel is associated with Hashem's name. Okay. Skipping to to eight. You have neither heard nor have you known, nor was your ear opened to them from before. For I know that you would deal very treacherously and you have been called a rebel from birth for my namesake. I shall restrain my wrath for my praise. I shall withhold my anger from you, not to cut you down. Behold, I refine you, but not like silver. I have chosen for you the crucible of hardship. For my sake, for my sake, I will act. For how can I let my name be profaned? I will not cede my glory to another. So that's the, this is usually we're familiar with like Moshe making the Kiddush Hashem argument and the Chilu Hashem argument. Here Hashem is making it. He's saying, I'm not doing this for you guys. You don't deserve it. You're acting treacherously. But how could I let my name be profaned? So the idea of like acting for the shame Hashem um, is, yeah, yeah. So, so I guess what's the, uh, when you invoke, that argument of Laman Shemecha, like I say Laman Shemecha, or say Laman Shemecha, Godel HaGibor HaNora, Shnikar Aleinu, what's the argument that's being said there? That uh, God has a certain purpose for the world. Right. And uh, if people, and, that, and part of that purpose is that people should know God and know what he is. Right. And so if he's going he's gonna to smite us, people are going to get the wrong idea. Exactly, right. So not because, and I think we're also like acknowledging, whenever we make recourse to that argument, usually it's like a last resort that not because we deserve it, because we don't have zechus or we don't deserve this judgment, but because we carry your name, uh, well, that's God talking to us, right? Because, uh, uh, no, sorry. What am I quoting? <laughs> yeah, Kishim Hashem Nikra Alecha. Yeah, that's motion. Yeah, that's motion. Okay, right, good. Thanks. Um, because God's name is proclaimed upon us, then whatever happens to us is associated with uh, with Hashem's name and will affect people's perception. Um, and so we're asking God to act for that sake. And then Elohim Chaim uh, is the notion that God is an independent existence uh, and the source of existence for everyone else. That's the idea in Yirmiyahu. Okay, so now we have all the elements. So the question is, can we tie this all together and explain the four parts of this Bukasha? Yeah. Yeah, just... Going back to the uh, Yechezkel, like yeah. is there room to say that also Hashem wants the Russia the Yeshiva for his sake as well, for Hashem, for his own sake? Uh, I, yeah, that's, that's definitely similar true. similar reasons what we're saying here. Yeah. That the world has to get to a certain place and we need good people right. to get the world there. Yeah. So, the only reason I think that that's not what's being referenced is because uh, Hashem, through the Navi, is putting it in terms of, I desire life. Which makes it sound like uh-huh. that per se is that is, is what is desire, yeah. But it could be those are. I mean, like the per, the reason, not the reason, but I guess like part of wanting the world to be a certain way. Yeah. I guess is that the way that it is is that everyone's living life. Yes, that is also like, true, right? But I guess, but what you were saying though is that the ultimate purpose of everyone living life is to spread Yidias Hashem. Right. Right. Are those so different? Like everyone having a and everyone. Yeah, because I, I think they are different because 
like, let's say I'll give you a nafkamina is uh, animals, right? God wants animals to live, right. but they're not involved in the Yudhiyah Hashem, right? And that's why that's what the, um, I forgot if it's the Ramam who says this in the Mora or, or other, I know, yeah, the Ram says this in the Mora that like when God says of Yarlachim Kitov at the end of each of these days, like let's say he creates the fish and the birds and he sees that it's good, then it means that their existence is good. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not associated with the idea of Hashem. So I, that's how I'm understanding okay. for humans to live, even though it, it is true that humans' purpose is to seek the idea of Hashem, just living itself yeah. is, is, is good. That's one good. And then there's like a particular mission. Yeah. 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 Good, good clarification question, though. Okay. So now can we put it together? So Zacharina Lechaim, Melachavitz Bechaim, Kasvein Bersevachaim, Lanchalukim Chaim. And um and and can we make sense of the the, the uh, reversed order given the the marshal in uh, in Malachi? This is I I had to delay my uh, <laughs> my uh, five minute kavana recording for this morning because I, I didn't have this idea clear enough so so everything rests on on, 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 on us. <laughs> And just to state the interpretations for each phrase so far, right? So Zahira is associated with Zahira for reward. That's in the same, the context of Sefer Malachi. And Chaim here is the reward, right? right? So I guess that actually this Chaim is different than the Chavitz B'chaim thing. Because Chavitz B'chaim, we said, could either be being alive, living the good life, or having a Haba. This Chaim would seem to be I mean, you could say you could fit it into that also, is that everything that God does for us to, for, to reward us is also so that we can, to facilitate us living a good life. You know, right. all right, so I okay, got fine. So that's Zechari Lechaim, Melchavitz Bechaim, the king who desires life. So there we said the idea is that God is not doing things for him. He's doing things for the good of his existences. He wants them to exist. Kasvim B'Sefer Lechaim, write us in the, in, for life, which means the only way to be written for life is to do good actions. So we're asking God to help us do good actions. And then we throw in at the end, for your sake, which means for the, na- the sake of your name, Elohim Chaim, the God who is the source of existence. And somehow this is, um, uh, th- that last line on the first paragraph of Abu Dhirman, when he explains why it's in Magin Avraham, I don't know how much he holds that that's part of the idea of the Vakasha, or he's just justifying the allocation of this bakasha, or the assignment of this bakasha to this bracha. Sounds like he's doing the latter. First one? first one is like, is the idea of Zahiras Avraham, oh, like, is that, yeah, in other words, are we supposed to interpret this bakasha in light of that? Mm-hmm. Or is he just saying, this is why Chazal put the Zahira request in, in there? Yeah. yeah. I to, to be the latter. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, also just another thing to support the direction we've been taking. He calls this, he characterizes this entire thing as Zahira, right? Now, that's true that that's how it's, it's phrased, but like the Ksiva part seems to be secondary here. Yeah. You know? In other words, like we're asking for God to remember us for life, but the only way that that can happen is if we are written for life, mm-hmm. you know? Or I don't know but the only way, but the natural way that that could happen is if we're written for life. Yeah. So we're saying the goal first and then the means. Yeah, that's what I was thinking also, right? I think that's what we have to say is that that the essential, you, you lead in the bakasha with what you actually want, which is the result, which is chayim, okay? Um, and then you, now what's the, so then according to that, what is the melachavitz b'chayim doing there? Um, saying why he would. Yeah, 
that's that's basically suggesting an argument, right? Saying that this makes sense for you to do because you are the melech who's chavetz b'chaim. But then you're recognizing that the nature of this request is something that, like we said before, this is not something that's purely external that God can just grant you like uh, like health, you know. Um, but you then have to, th- there is a means that's necessary in order to achieve that result, which is being written for life. Mm-hmm. And then you're recognizing by asking God to write you for life, that there is a lot that even though this is ultimately going to be up to your Bechira, there's a lot of stuff that could either impede or facilitate your being written for life. Right. And then Lamancha Elokim Chaim, what is that doing there? It almost seems to be similar in, in usage as the Melchok Itzbachayim. That we're saying that you should do it because you want it. Right. Yeah, it is similar to that. Um, I'm wondering, though, if there's an additional element there. Because, yeah? Um, is it possible that, like, he, like, he's the source of all life? Like, he, like, if we're going to look for life anywhere, it's going to be from him. Oh, that's a good point. the provider of life. Right. So that's you're they're explaining the Elohim Chaim, yeah. right? Yeah. So then, but but we're we're. So what's the Lamancha? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Let me skip that out there. Yeah, no, no, yeah, that's, that's fine. I mean, they're they are. It's in one clause, right? Lamancha yeah, Elohim Chaim. Um, right. I mean, it's the distinction we were saying before, about, right? Like, on the one, like I guess. Well, I don't know. I don't know how that distinction takes, but yeah. yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> um. I'm going to throw out an idea, and you guys tell me if this makes sense. Is that, like, like I mentioned before, I feel like the context in which we always uh, that we when we talk about Laman Shimcha or Laman Cha, it's always like a, a fail safe, like a last resort type thing, where you're acknowledging that even the, the the primary reason God would give you life is if you deserve it. Secondary reason is the Zuchuzavos, you know, like you're part of that. But then the ultimate reason, which is clearly connected to Zuchuzavos, is just for the for God's namesake, you know, like not even because he made any promise. Uh, like, you know, that's why I'm saying the Avos is second tier, because before God made the promise to the Avos, so then there's no such thing as Zuchuzavos. And the only thing is for his namesake. And that's like tied to like the purpose of the world, like you were saying, you know. So I feel like we're throwing in Lamancha Elohim Chaim, Maybe it is a combination of both, meaning meaning it's the distinction you were talking about, right? But it's referring to both ideas that at the end of the day, we're not asking to be written in the book of life because we deserve it, but for two two reasons. One is that you, for the sake of Kiddush Mahogadol, which is the mission, and, and, and because you are the Elohim Chaim, because you're the, the God who is the source of life, who provides life, you know? The only thing that I'm slightly hesitant about is what, like, there's the way we've explained so far. There's there's a very intrinsic connection between Zacharina Lachaim and Kasvina Besefer Lachaim, but this Laman Chal and 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 then Kelmel Chavitz Lachaim also fits in very nicely because that's providing the argument. This I feel is like just tacked on at the end, and it'd be nice if like there was a more intrinsic connection between this last clause and like the rest of the Bakasha. No, I think there is a connection because we're saying like we kind of go through like the primary means that we would like to get there or the best way to get there is through us doing the proper options right. and getting there on our own. Yeah. But then like, 
that, like you said, it's a fail, like that might not work out. Right. And then, you know, there's this other like secondary. Method. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that does work. Yeah. So then let's put it all together one more time then. Okay. So re- recall us for life is asking for a good reward, right? That's oh, yeah. the end, right? That's what we want. And then we justify it by saying, this is in line with what you want, Hashem, which is life. You want us to live. And you told us, Bukhar um, write us in the book of life. And now it's realizing that this is, going to, this is going to be dependent on our actions, but we are in need of your assistance to help us live, uh, to do actions which are worthy of, of life. And even if, if, even if we don't live up to that, there still is one more argument, which is that we exist for the sake of your name and because you are the God who desires life. So on that, on that basis, then write us in the book of life, even if that's not um, something that, even if our actions don't merit it. So is going back to Yeah, I think so. Because I, 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 to my mind, they go together, the way we're explaining it, that God is the living God that's the source of existence, and he's also the king who desires existence. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now, can we go back to the original question of what does this have to do with the Sirsmei Tshuva, <laughs> right? Because, uh, or how does the fact that we're saying this during the Sirsmei Tshuva um, uh, contextualize this? If we're not asking for a, a chasima latova on Yom Kippurim, you know? Because even if we're not asking for that specific chasima regarding Yom Kippur, yeah. the only way to get this is if you get a good chasima on Yom Kippur. You, okay. You can't be. You can't get a good reward if you're dead. Yeah. I mean, you know, putting chesmeis aside. Right. <laughs> like you have to be alive. So right. Even though we're not asking specifically in the context of Yom Kippur, sort of by asking this, we're, we're it's like it's dependent on this Yom Kippur and every Yom Kippur. Mm-hmm. So that's one way to go, right? One way to go is that um, is that we are like this. This bakasha is predicated on the din that happens on Yom Kippur. Right. And that's why we're asking it now. I think the thing that bothers me about it is that we don't, we're not mentioning that din according to him. So the more direct way I think to say it is this is a seriously made tshuva that we're focused on doing tshuva, you know, and, and on doing actions that are worthy of, uh, of being written for life, you know, um, yeah, how do I put it? In other words, this makes sense. It makes sense to request this, even if there's no impending din that's going to be coming up. This is a, a good request all the time anyway. And I'm thinking that, that you know, in the Assertion Me there's really two statuses. It's the in-between period where people's din is being determined, but it's also a time that has designated for doing tshuva, so much so that like when the Ramam talks about Assertion Me he says that um, it's a time for tshuva for everyone, but anytime the tzibor is osik in tshuva, then it has the exact same effect, mm-hmm. you know, which is not connected to the din of, uh, uh, of the year. You know, that's not, that, that's not talking about the time when God judges the world. That's like, you know, if, uh, if there's a, uh, an ace tzara and the whole community gets to, together to do tshuva, it's exactly the same before God as the Esher Shemei tshuva, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, Again, just given the whole trajectory of the Abu Dhiram, distancing himself from talking about the den of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippurim, I, 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 I'm inclined to think it's something more along those lines. So why don't we say this throughout the year? 
So that I think that's a it's a legitimate question, but it's a question on the Bakushos, these Bakushos in general, right? Because that's that problem of like you're not supposed to add anything into the first three and the last three brachos, and yet we do. And like there's that source in the uh, I think it's the I forget if it's the Gaonim or the uh, I don't think it's a Gemara Bakoshi Hitiru. You heard of that? That like they permitted like like they permitted these these Bakushos to be added with reluctance. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah. Is that is that yeah, that's, yeah. If I recall correctly, that's like exactly what it says. No, is that the Gaonim or is it in the Gemara? I think it's the Gemara. Gemara, okay, yeah, because I wasn't sure how far back these go. I don't think these are in the Gemara. I also thought not. I also thought it was Gaonim. I thought it was I, in my mind. I've got Rav Achai Gaon in the Shiltos yeah, in my mind. Wait, which, which thing? The all of the Bakushos uh, that we add for uh, the uh, Sirs of Chuva. Oh, I thought you were talking about Bakushos in general. Um, um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, so you're saying that that statement was about Bakushas in general? Yeah, that um, it was a, the, like with difficulty they were um, they were Matir um, saying, I, I think uh, like that, maybe not Bakushas, but praises of 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 Hashem in in general, like in Tefillah. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not familiar that it was that that wide. Um, the scope of that was so wide, but yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so regarding your question about why don't we uh, say it year round, I mean, I don't know. I feel, but I feel like that that's like dependent on the whole question of, of the 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 sugya of these precautions in general. I feel like I also like this year. I only had time to look into this one, but we also have to look. I mean, there's there's three more, right? Uh, not even counting Hamelach Hakadosh, right? Is there three more, right? There's yeah. the in the second bracha, which by the way is not a bakasha, which I never noticed. It's describing. Huh. He oh. remembers his, uh, yeah, and, and and there are halakhic nafkaminas to that. I think and they, that's why they mentioned that you're not adding a bakasha, you're just you're you're adding an additional shavach. And then there's ksov l'chaim tovim kol That one's interesting because that's another thing of being written, right? right. Um, the problem is the Abu Dhirim, I think doesn't comment on it. Oof. Yeah, uh, let me just check really quickly. Um, what was it? Oh, yes. Did I not show this to you? No, that's cool. Yes, this is new. Whoa. Yeah. Awesome. And it's just as good as all the other Torah's time things, which <laughs> is to say very good. Um, let's see. Oh, it goes to the whole Musaf. Uh, then Sim Shalom. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, yep, yeah, there's no... Ooh, no, no. There's no Abu Dhirim on that one or on the Sim Shalom one. Terrible. Yeah. What about the Zohar? Yeah, there is that. Yeah, I can read that <laughs> for what it's worth. It's very short. Um, so his new song is Micha Mocha Abharachaman Zohar Yitzurav Barachanim Lachaim. So he says, Micha Mocha is that that's Ashim Micha Mocha Ba'elim. So that's from Az Yashir. Abharachaman Ashim Karachim Av Abanim Rachim Adashem Al Yerei Av. That's from Tehillim. Zohar Yitzurav Barachanim Lachaim Shu Ma'avir Rishon Rishon. Right? Right. So you, so what does it mean? Uh, is you remove the alvonos one by one. And since we see that you are merciful for life, I guess by doing that, then we should believe that you are reliable to resurrect the dead. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 
Don't know what to do with that. that that'll be for next year, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. So at least we, we got we got something about this, right? We got we we got something to have in mind when we say At least we have. In other words, we might not have answered all of the details about why we say this, but I feel like we have a a kavana for this now. What is the lamanta like? How does that fit into Juba? It seems to be because that's, I think, an acknowledgement of your utter unworthiness and dependence on Rahamim. That mm. like the only thing that you can ask, the only basis on which you can ask for something good is that you exist for the sake of Kiddush Mahal Okay, okay, and that helps with tshuva. Yeah, that helps with tshuva because first of all, it reorients you towards your goal, your objective, which is to look uh, as a shame and recognizing your utter dependence on God's mercy yeah. for uh, for a uh, for a good ksiva. Cool. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah, right. Zikruborov, I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. Reorienting you to your purpose. Yeah. Um, also, you, a few days ago, you gave a share on, um, you talked about Mavi regeneration. Yeah, we theorized. Yeah. Yeah. Did we ever get an idea on that? Well, we said that, that like, I think what we said in that year is that uh, the fir- we thought it was talking about your, a particular Avon, mm-hmm. not like on your entire list of all your Avonas, then God removes the first two. Okay. Right, because the way the Ram says he 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 ignores the first two. Uh, sorry, if your zuhuis are more than your avonos, then he removes the first two, and then like they all fall away. Mm-hmm. But then if your avonos are more, then he counts those first two towards your avonos. Right. So we were just trying to like get what that basic marshal was, and we said that it means that the first two. T- so again, I, we, we, this was all like brainstorming. This was not final uh, uh, solutions, but um, uh, that you the first two times you do an avon, then it's not necessarily like a reflection of your nature of a fundamental corruption. Mm-hmm. So if you changed at that point, then those two would almost be like accidental or incidental and therefore they wouldn't count. Mm-hmm. But then once you, you've done it a third time. So then that's kind of like a, a either an, either you've solidified it that you're now making this part of your nature, or it's like a Gili Milsa that this was coming from a, a, a distortion, a trend of distortion within you. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's counted. I see. Yeah. So it's like a, like a, what's it called? Like a little plug that at three, that's when it happens. I guess. Like yeah. Really, I mean, obviously yeah. it wouldn't always be the case at three. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's just a muscle for at a certain point or if right. like it's a Hazaka thing. I, I don't yeah. really know. Yeah. Does the din happen? Does din like have Hazakas and stuff? And I don't know. And- yeah. This, this is what I'm not sure <laughs> about. It's beyond my pay grade. <laughs> If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah content fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are matchneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.